flames consumed the once steel compound of Laurie Strode. Firefighters scoured the scene, dousing the flames and doing their best to control the Halloween Inferno. The structure began to collapse. Frames and timbers gave way to rising heat. Soon the house would be just a memory and the curse of Michael Myers at long last extinguished. But, but, while the fire consumed the house, taking it down bit by bit, as if opening up a portal into the fiery pits of hell, the flames, strong as they were, did not consume the one survivor of the blaze. Hell would not have it. Rising through the orange flames as it burst back from the gates of hell, he emerged. The boogeyman. The shape. Michael Myers lived. And welcome back, everybody. Another dramatic reading to kick off today's episode. Episode number 27 of Phil at the Movies. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and as always, this podcast is for the love of movies. And today, I am concluding my love for the Halloween franchise with the final movie that I will be reviewing today, Halloween Kills, ahead of Halloween Ends, which is releasing in four days. The end is truly upon us, and I have to say... It's a it's a little bittersweet because while uh you know certainly doing this weekly review of of each film in the in the series has been uh has been daunting at times uh but nevertheless enjoyable uh it, it is uh it, it is bittersweet because now I know that we've we've reached the end of the line and now it's it's up to Halloween ends Halloween ends will be premiering Friday the as of the recording of this podcast we're now just four days out but uh it's a surreal moment in in a lot of ways because even though i've been waiting for this this movie all year it's it's easily been my my number two most anticipated film of the year and and in many ways i could almost argue it might even be my most anticipated film there's just so much uh at stake with it but uh this is it i mean again i have said, and I think we all know, especially if you're fans of the series or even just a casual fan, uh, this will most likely not be the last Halloween movie. I'm sure there will be some reboot or, or, or remake down the line or some new iteration of the franchise. Uh, it's it's much too popular and profitable to just uh, go away. But in terms of the original storyline, in terms of the 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 thread that began all the way back with Halloween 1978 and has carried through with the 2018 film, Halloween Kills last year, and soon to be Halloween Ends in just a few days, this is it. This is the end of the original timeline, the original continuity, and uh, the the hardest part, the saddest part uh, for me, this is the final film for uh, for Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. This is it. And uh, I'm hoping it's a I'm hoping it's a great send off on Friday. I, I'm trying to keep my my expectations uh, in check because I think we all know what happens when uh, we set expectations so high with with movies or TV shows. But uh, you know I I'm just looking forward to uh, to the ride. It has been a a ride this entire lead up to the film, especially given with what's been going on the last few years with all the uncertainty and just the 
the craziness and then movies getting canceled, movies getting postponed, and then some going straight to streaming. I mean, it's been a, a wild and, and unpredictable ride. But uh, it, nevertheless, these last few weeks and, and really few months where it's been this kind of slow build to, to Halloween ends, uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed it because this is it. I don't know when there will be another Halloween film. Uh, certainly as a, as a fan, I, I would love to see more, but I, I also uh, am a believer in, in knowing when to, to end a storyline and, and knowing when to move on. And I think uh, just based on everything that has gone on with this, with this trilogy over the last four years, uh, I think I think the series has been in good hands, and I'm 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 curious and excited to see just how they end it, <laughs> so to speak. So uh, Friday Friday can't come fast enough. I am I am all ready for Halloween ends. Have my ticket ready. Got my movie squad ready to go. So it, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a wild night. It's going to be a great time, and uh, I will be uh, sure to uh, uh, be be chiming in with my thoughts. And, and feelings on the film uh, in, in next week's show. I had debated whether or not to do a, uh, an instant reaction or, or to do something over the weekend, but I, I, I think given that this is the final film uh, in, 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 this, in this iteration of the franchise and, and given just how much has gone into it over the last four years, uh, I'm going to go see it Friday. I will watch it before uh, next week's show on Peacock, and that way kind of give my chance, you know, give me a chance to to process it and and uh, you know see what uh, what I like, you know, maybe what I uh, had an issue with, and 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 kind of give you my full uh, full marinated thoughts, if you will. Uh, this is not something I want to just sort of blurt out whatever comes uh, comes to uh, comes to mind after seeing. It. I want to really take some time to appreciate it and close out this leg of my show, which has now been dedicated to for a number of weeks now on on the Halloween franchise. Uh, I think we're at this point more than half of the half of Philip the movies has been about Halloween. And uh, as a f- fan of this franchise, that's OK with me, because uh, as a as a as a Sheriff Brackett says in the original film, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare, and uh, that goes double in my book. But uh, nevertheless, uh, today I am I'm going to share with you my thoughts on the second part of David Gordon uh, David Gordon Green's trilogy, Halloween Kills. This was the second installment and and the uh, second part of the of the trilogy. It was released last year. It was supposed to come out in 2020, but of course. COVID had other plans for, for pretty much everybody and everything, and the movie was delayed until 2021 and was simultaneously released on, on Peacock. But, uh, you know, this, uh, needless to say, there, uh, you know, the, the Halloween f- films uh, certainly uh, uh, draw a lot of passion uh, in both the positive and the negative from, from fans of the series. People are very protective of this franchise and and certainly Halloween kills uh, fits that, that bill of, of being a uh, in many ways, a divisive entry. Now I'll, I will share with you my thoughts in, in just a moment, but kind of, you know, setting the stage uh, if you will. And of course, you know, this was the film that uh, set up the, uh, the hypothetical or, or the, uh, the situation of evil dying uh, tonight, but of course, uh, spoiler alert: evil does not die, and uh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if evil dies on Friday. But uh, to be continued on on that point. 
Uh, as usual at this time, let me let me just begin by taking care of a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, as I said, this is episode number 27 of this show, uh, for the love of movies, as I as I enjoy saying. And cannot stress it enough, cannot say it enough, thank you to you, the listeners, for your continuous support and just warm embrace of this show. It's been a passion project for me. It will continue to be a passion project for me. But to have your encouragement, to have your engagement, to have your reaction, and, and just overall support of, of this show has just made it all that more enjoyable and worthwhile, and and gives me that that extra bounce uh, in my step, and kind of you know you know especially when you may not necessarily feel like uh, always you know hitting the uh, pulling up the microphone and, and hitting record, uh, just to know that 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 you know people are are interested in it and and care about uh you know care about movies and care about uh just sort of cinema in general it 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 makes it all that more worthwhile so again thank you each and every one of you for 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 tuning in every week and and listening to this passionate movie buff uh go on and on about uh about films and and certainly for the last few weeks going on about about the Halloween franchise and Michael Myers. I I promise uh, to those of you who are maybe not a, a, a fan of the slasher genre or, or particularly the, the Halloween series, rest assured, I will be returning to uh, to regular programming in a couple weeks. I uh, want to get through uh, the rest of October, the rest of spooky season, and certainly there will be a lot to to digest when it comes to, to Halloween ends. Uh, after after Friday, but uh, you know, rest assured, I am going to uh, return to a, to a regular programming in just a little while and uh, give you uh, th- my thoughts on some of the other movies that have been released. Now, there's certainly a lot more uh, great films that are coming down the line in addition to what's already been out this year, and as well as just some uh, some oddball choices, if you will, kind of you know uh, you know. Films that maybe you you know not heard of or or cult classics and kind of you know sharing with you my thoughts on those. But uh, you know, stay tuned, stay tuned for that. It won't be it won't be Halloween all the time, but uh, certainly with this year, as I said, want to kind of uh, bask in the glow that is uh, that is the uh, that is Halloween. So uh, uh, thank you uh, for those of you who are not uh, necessarily fans of the genre and the series for for sticking it out uh, these last last number of episodes but uh in any event if you have not done so already if you uh could be so kind to hit subscribe and feel free to rate and review on apple podcast and feel free to share this podcast with your family your friends uh, your enemies anybody who you think might enjoy listening to a uh, a film buff go on at great lengths over uh over movies and uh his uh my uh, love for them but uh in any event i think that takes care of that little uh little bit of housekeeping uh all right let's uh let's carve this pumpkin let's uh let's talk about uh halloween kills and uh i uh, <laughs> i certainly have a lot to say on this film um just get a little uh, little tea right now get the <laughs> get the voice ready so as i as i indicated last week halloween 2018 is my favorite film uh, my favorite sequel in in the series, uh, and it's it really as far as coming close to the original, uh, I think Halloween twenty eighteen really really fits the bill. Um, you know, again, it's you know it's not you know flawless, but but by and large, it, it was it was the best Halloween film that I had seen 
to date, uh, you know, in terms of a sequel, and it really reinvigorated the franchise. It made Michael Myers relevant, made him scary again, brought back Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie uh, as Laurie Strode, and uh, as I said, it was a huge box office success over uh, a quarter of a almost a quarter of a billion dollars. You know, which was just incredible uh, for for a for a slasher movie, uh, nevertheless. But of course. With with this series and with Michael Myers, it's always the question: you know, Will there be a sequel? You know, will he die? You know, it's always those things. You know, and uh, the the ending, of course, was was more ambiguous. Uh, you know, with uh, uh, Laurie and her, and her daughter and granddaughter setting the house on fire and seemingly leaving Michael to perish. Now, I didn't touch on this last week, but I wanted to kind of uh, touch on it on it now. Uh, the ending that is uh, that is a part of the canon now uh, was not the original ending. Uh, there was a different scripted version, and it was actually shot. And apparently, the test audiences did not care for the ending, and so they went back and and re redid it. And we we got the ending that we have now, which is the trap in the basement and the house being burned down. Uh, kind of a very uh, symbolic uh, ending, with, with again some uh, ambiguous hints with you know Michael. Uh, seemingly MIA at the very end, and then of course, over the end credits, his uh, his breathing is heard. But the original ending for the film uh, was was much more of a of a showdown between Michael and and Laurie, a real physical confrontation. And if you watch some of the earlier trailers and TV spots, you can see images and and and, and clips from what was the original ending and. Essentially, it was Michael and Laurie having a having a knife fight in in her front yard, and it was you know again reading through the script it was very brutal, very raw, and, and ultimately Michael got the advantage on Laurie. She was severely injured, sort of like how it was in the in the final film, but uh, nevertheless she was you know he was injured, she was injured, and it looked as if all was going to be lost uh, for Laurie, but then. Um, Karen, who initially, originally was called Shayna in the script, shows up with the crossbow, which if, if you watch the uh, the film, there's a certain uh, shot where you can see the crossbow in the background behind Karen. So, I mean, it kind of, you know, all adds up with, with you know, uh, symbolism and, and foreshadowing. But uh, nevertheless, in, in the original ending, uh, she shot Michael with the crossbow and it she got him in the chest and... Essentially, he kind of whimpered off into the woods, and and Laurie was protesting, you know, that she wanted to make sure he was dead. But they, uh, Allison and and Karen, took Laurie away, and again, sort of the same ending, them riding off. And then the way it ended in the in the script and in this original ending, Michael sort of wandered into the woods and sat out in the backyard where where Laurie's mannequins were, and essentially, you know, he starts his breathing is very heavy and labored and again it's it's much more ambiguous but but the way that the script sort of phrases it it almost opens the door that maybe he does die because uh, it talks about his breath and you know it's getting shallow and maybe he's drawing his last breath but of course the script doesn't commit to it so that just kind of gives a little background of where this where the ending originally was then ultimately what we uh what we got in the final film and and while I want to see at some point, I hope they release it on a box set down the road, uh, which uh, Jason Blum has hinted at uh, over the years that there may be some box set 
release, uh, which of course being a Halloween fan, I'll be right there uh, to purchase. But um, I, I would like to see the original ending just to kind of see, you know, what, what the, what the intent was, what the original vision was, but uh, just having read the script and, and what I have seen of clips and, uh, uh, you know, sort of various recreations. You know, the much more creative individuals can can do on, on, on online. Uh, you know, I'm glad we got what what we have in in the final film. I I think it is a much more symbolic ending. It's a much more cathartic ending because it's Laurie trapping her 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 monster. She is she is vanquishing the boogeyman and and literally burning him to the ground. And and, and that was a perfect ending because it it. It was cathartic. It, it it brings the story full circle, and then of course it ends it with okay, well, it's he's probably going to get out. So what's going to happen? And it paves the way for now Halloween Kills. And let let me start off with a couple things. First off, Halloween Kills, I think, gets way too much flack and, and too much hate. Uh, and I will I will elaborate uh, more on that. Uh, in, in just a bit, but I just want to get that right out there. I think this film is, is raked over and, and criticized uh, far too much as, as being some travesty or a letdown. And I read an article recently where, where David Gordon Green said that he is very proud of this film. And, and it was what he wanted to, to do. It was a story he wanted to tell. And you know what? Damn it. Good for him, honestly, because he should be proud of this film. To me, Halloween Kills is a full throttle roller coaster ride that is a love letter to the 1980s slasher films. You know, it, it, again, it is it is brutal, it is unrelenting, it is it is raw, it it is visceral, and it it, it steps on the gas from the minute the film starts to the minute it ends with the shocking climax. I mean, it, it does not pause for a moment. Now, again, you know, if you want to, you know, be, you know, find something to critique, sure. You know, I think, you know, part of what made Halloween 2018 so successful and why it reinvigorated and reinvented the franchise was because it allowed the story to develop. It allowed the characters to, to have more personal moments instead of always being uh, on the run or, or cowering in, in, in terror. Uh, it, I think part of what made it work is it, in addition to being a slasher film and a Michael Myers movie, it, it was a family drama. It was this, this sort of tragic story of, of, of trauma and, and kind of, you know, the, the, the effects of the victimizer and, and how a victim you know, deals with, with, with said event and, and, it really, you know, you, you, it's very much a, a story of, of someone trying to save themselves, both physically and uh, and literally, and and then ultimately you know, kind of you know rising to the moment. Halloween Kills is is not a character piece. It, it's and, and again, that might be you know, you know a fair criticism that, that that what made eighteen work was the character moments and and the development between uh, them and the situations as opposed to just having the situations and, and very little uh, development. But at the same time, we kind of know who these people are, and I'm talking about our main our main cast, which is Laurie, Allison, and, and Karen. They are the heart and soul of this film, and so we don't really need to have a, any kind of more 
you know, kind of, you know, progression of, of their story in the sense that, you know, we, we know where, where it's going. And it's more about this, you know, kind of reaction to, uh, to Michael Myers and, and kind of the events uh, that, that have been, you know, taking place. And of course, it, you know, it's, it's fair to say uh, as well, this is the second part of a trilogy. And I mean, it goes without saying, if you're following the rules of, of a trilogy, the second one is where everything goes to hell. And I'm talking narrative-wise. Everything gets very bad for the characters, and it's usually a very darker film. It takes a lot of uh, liberties and twists. And again, I'm not trying to say that, that, that Halloween Kills is like The Dark Knight or The Empire Strikes Back, but I'm saying there is that, that precedent for a sequel, and particularly the second part of a trilogy, the second act, for everything to go to hell in a handbasket. And so when you look at Halloween Kills just sort of in its totality of kind of the way it starts out and ultimately the way it ends, it's a very dark film. And I would argue it's really more Michael Myers' film, whereas in 2018 it was clearly Laurie's film. And she was driving the narrative, whereas in in Halloween Kills, Michael Myers is driving the narrative. And so with it being his movie, of course it's going to be darker, it's going to be full throttle, and it's going to be unrelenting because that is the boogeyman, that is the face of evil. Now, um, I, I, I think part of what may have contributed to the challenges for this this film was, I mean, you know, COVID is sort of, you know, the, the delays and, 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 and the simultaneous release on Peacock. I, I don't think that's anything. I mean, I, I really think like, you know, again, real world events happen and, and they, you know, you just sort of react to them. I think what may have been the issue uh, or, or, or a, uh, a challenge that was set up by, uh, by, by, the, by the production company was that this film was announced uh, alongside Halloween Ends. You know, so it wasn't like, okay, we're going to do a sequel, and then, okay, haha, we're, we're ending it on a cliffhanger, we'll come back and do the third one. We, we went into this, meaning the audience, we went into Halloween Kills knowing that it was the second act in a, in a three-act story. So we knew, just narrative-wise, that there was going to be a, a cliffhanger of sorts. We knew things were not going to be resolved completely because in 2022, or originally uh, 2021, Halloween Ends would be the final part of the trilogy. So it, it, it kind of had the, the burden, I'm talking Halloween Kills, of, of being its own th- its own thing while also contending with the pressures from the previous film as well as setting up the stage for the third film. And so I think it was a tough balance and that may have, may have contributed to a lot of people's uh, kind of issues uh, with the film. And and again, I'm I'm speaking more broadly here because um, you know, there are, you know, there are some, some weak, uh, some weak points, <laughs> to say the least. But we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that in a moment, because I want to get back to sort of what my thoughts are on this film and, and what I I really love about it. Because I I'll be honest, I can make the case for Halloween Two being my my second favorite sequel after Halloween 2018, and I could also make the case for Halloween Kills being my second favorite sequel after Halloween 2018. It really is a it is a roll of it is a roll of the dice and part of that is the movie is 
just that. It is a love letter to the slasher films of the 80s. And in one of the, the you know, I guess criticisms or, or, or uh, issues that some of the more uh, you know, uh, diehard fans of, of the franchise felt was that 2018 was, was relatively tame. It wasn't a, a total and complete bloodbath, certainly compared to, say, Rob Zombie's films uh, a few years prior. Uh, I personally thought, you know, 2018 kept the uh, kept the, kept the situation balanced while you know trying to appeal to modern audiences while also uh, holding firm and and adhering to what made the original film work so well, which was kind of a more suspense psychological piece as opposed to just blood and guts all the time. So I think the uh, the, the the writers and, and, and director really felt or, or really kind of you know up the ante with this film. And again, part of that's, you know, what you do in a sequel, you, you, you know, you raise the stakes and, and in the case of a horror film or a slasher film, you know, things get bloodier, things get grislier. And that is for sure what happens in Halloween kills. And so just sort of like, you know, off the top of my head, like, you know, moments that, that just sort of define this film. And I think in many ways kind of define the Michael Myers character, uh, you know, now and probably years from now, the opening where he emerges in the burning house, fight with the firefighters. I mean that that scene, that whole sequence, that that is pure Michael Myers. It is it is violent. It is raw, and and it was a really a really uh, powerful sequence. I remember the first time I saw it, even though you know kind of it had been teased at and and hinted at in all of the the trailers and teasers. Just that scene, and again, just the reaction of the firefighters, and then you know, to find it afterwards, they were actually real firefighters, uh, so it kind of you know adds to the believability of it. I mean, just holy shit! I mean, that that scene, it is so intense because it's literally Michael Myers versus an entire team of firefighters, and it goes exactly how you would expect it to go. You know, uh, you know, Michael Myers one, you know, firefighters zero. I mean, it's just. It, it is so it's so raw and it is so brutal and it really sets the tone for the film that this is not going to be a slow burn uh, character piece like 2018. This is going to go in many ways kind of like Halloween 2 did back in 1981 where it is going to step on the gas and it is going to floor it from the beginning all the way to to the very end. And again, you know, I didn't really, I've, I haven't really talked much about the the kills overall in in the franchise, um, because again, I, you know, compared to say, you know, Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street, the Halloween kills, Michael Myers kills on screen, are, it's very, there's a lot more. I don't want to say nuance, but it's not as uh, in your face, shall you, shall we say, as opposed to Freddy or or to, uh, to or to Jason. And you know certainly I mean there's of course you know some exceptions but by and large th- there's almost a you know, dare I say a tastefulness to 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 Michael's uh, 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 antics <laughs> shall we say uh, in in his films compared to to the other slashers uh, again more it's more about the suspense and the guy chasing you or not chasing you and but just slowly creeping after you. In, in the mask as opposed to just, you know, how many creative ways can we kill somebody? Um, you know, Halloween, the, the original relied heavily on suspense and, and, and 
tension as opposed to in your face blood and guts this this film really flips that that logic on its head and and it's one of these situations where i mean they they outdid themselves with with how how creative it's it's so bizarre having say you know talking about this but it, you know they really uh, outdid themselves and and Christopher Nelson and and his whole effects company really really shined in this film because you know just in addition to the details with with how the mask looks and 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 the costuming the 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 effects of of the blood and the guts and the kills it really it it puts Halloween in a whole different category as opposed to what was going on then and frankly you know it's some of the most you know remember you know, memorable stuff in the in the franchise i mean uh, the poor woman getting the uh, the 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 fluorescent light bulb to the throat, or um, the whole sequence with uh, you know Michael jumping on the car and taking down uh, everybody inside. Like I mean, there's just there's so much with this uh, film. I mean, Cameron's uh, uh, untimely uh, or you know timely demise in the Myers house. I mean, it just everything is so brutal and and raw. And and like I said, tying it back, it really, you know, it's Michael. I mean, for a character who doesn't speak and and we the audience don't get to see inside his his head, the film does its best to try and and showcase this this man, this this monster, this shape, and it's really his his narrative. He is the one driving the story from the moment he steps off of the house and all the way to the very end uh, with, with, with the showdown at his old homestead. You know, again, taking a character that doesn't speak and then using that character to kind of drive the narrative, you know, it's, it, that's, it, that's, a tu- that's a tough one, but they managed to make it work uh, in this film. And, and, and speaking of making things work, uh, one of the things that I remember thinking about uh, with, with Halloween 2018 was how... You know, despite being a film set 40 years after the original, there was very little uh, tips of the hat or, or nods to Halloween 78. And, and by that, what I mean is we didn't get a lot of exposition. We didn't get a lot of flashback sequences. We, we didn't know how Michael Myers was captured. There's sort of throwaway... There's lines that are uh, bantered around about about Loomis tried to kill Michael and, and Hawkins was there to stop him and then Michael was arrested. So you have an idea. But by and large, you know, Halloween 1978 is, 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 is acknowledged, but it is never you know, referenced in kind of a, a flashback sequence, if you will. And at the time, I remember thinking like, huh, it might have been interesting to kind of you know, see what was going on. But, but now with what has come with Halloween Kills, I'm glad that they waited. I'm glad that they didn't put in too many references and homages to to 78. I'm glad they didn't do a flashback sequence. Again, point in case, in one version of the 2018 script, there was going to be a, 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 a scene, I think at the opening, that would have had a flashback to Halloween 1978, which would have involved a recreation of of that night, more or less, with Michael's capture. And I guess initially in this uh, script, uh, 
it's pretty much plays out shot for shot how it went in in 78 there was going to be a loomis uh, uh double and, and, a, and a lori or uh, a jamie lee curtis double and so pretty much you know a recreation of that night but then the twist was going to be michael was going to kill loomis and then the police would arrive and lori uh lori you know would be you know rescued and, and whatnot and I guess you know, by and large, you know, they decided to not do any references to, to, to that opening. They didn't want to spend the time, obviously, you know, financially to to do a recreation, but also just narrative-wise, it they wanted to start their story and get it focused. And I guess it was actually John Carpenter who said, "Don't touch the ending of '78. Leave it alone. People get it. That's it." And so, looking back now, I'm I'm glad that they held their cards because the payoff in Halloween kills is, is perfect. And I think for all the flaws and all the critiques that people have about Halloween kills, I have not heard one person say, even, even those, even those uh, out there who despise the film, everybody loves the flashback sequence, myself included. It is flawless from the recreation of the mask to the Myers house, the lighting. I mean, that entire 11 and a half, 12 minute sequence feels like it is an extended cut of Halloween 1978. And it adds such a richness to the mythology about who Michael is, what motivates him, as much as you can try to figure out what motivates him, how he was captured. We have Loomis pop up, which again, Mind blown. There was no CGI. This wasn't a this wasn't a Grand Moth Tarkin uh, <laughs> incident. This was literally prosthetics, makeup, and an a, a, not even an actor. He was the set builder on their on the on the movie who happened to look a little bit like Donald Pleasant. So with a lot of patience and makeup and prosthetics, they were able to make this guy who was the set builder. Um, and, and I I. Apologize, I'm 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 forgetting the, the the gentleman's name, but he he became uh he became the stand-in uh for for Doctor Loomis, and it's like when you know that it's like holy shit they figured out how to 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 you know a bring back uh you know bring back Do, you know Doctor Loomis, but then also like just the entire sequence itself, it's like oh my god. It feels like an extension of the film. It feels like we are watching a, a an epilogue, if you will, to how nineteen seventy eight ended, how uh, how Michael was was captured, and, and kind of you know where the story goes uh, from there. And it's one of those situations where the flashback, I think, really really tips its hand. It really sets it up because it doesn't over it doesn't overstay its welcome it's there at the beginning of the film it's there in terms of the narrative and it provides just the right amount of background and setup for the film so we know as an audience member that you know michael myers goes home or that was where he was headed we have hawkins involved in this flashback in his situation with guilt and the death of his partner and his uh, feeling of responsibility uh, towards the capture of michael myers all of that plays perfectly and sets up the story. It's not one of these flashbacks that is there for the sake of having a flashback. It really is there to motivate 
and 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 propel the story forward. And and that that to me that to me uh, is in many ways worth the entire movie. And uh, it, the man's name is uh, Tom Jones. That's the uh, 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 gentleman who played uh, Loomis on 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 the set. Uh, you know, in the movie. And then the voice actor um, was a guy named Colin Mann. Um, he did the voice, but, um, just to decide, I wanted to make sure I, I, I did not, you know, gave proper respect, but, um, you know, that narrative right there, it sets it up and it, it moves, it moves the story forward so that when we go back into the present day, we hit, we have all that knowledge and information and it never feels like an overkill, if you will. It never feels like it's superfluous. It feels like it is a part of the narrative, like it is a part of the movie and there is there is some payoff because you know a lot of the characters and this is not just in Halloween Kills but throughout all the films how you figure out Michael Myers or try to figure out who Michael Myers is is through what other characters are thinking and so one of the, the one of the points in this film is is that many of the characters believe or think that Michael is, uh, you know, wants to go home. That's that's kind of his mission. You know, he's he's going home. You know, he, he kills, he creeps, he goes home, as uh, as uh, as Lonnie Elam says in the film, played by uh, by by Robert Longstreet. Um, you know, again, nothing is ever confirmed. Nothing is ever is denied. It's all kind of out there in the ether. But it it just sort of it's interesting to kind of add to the mythos because especially when you're you know eleven. 12 films into a franchise and, and into a series, you do have to try and maybe not answer questions. Because as I've said, I don't think Michael is someone that ever, never should be explained or, or, you know, fully understood, but, but, but there's ways to move the narrative forward without just being a, a recreation, if you will, of, of Halloween 1978, or just sort of the simple, uh, you know, Boogeyman is stalking people, killing them. End of story. You want to add a little bit more nuance, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more on the palette than just your usual, you know, slasher uh, course, if you will. And, and I think Halloween Kills tries to do that. Now, we can certainly discuss and argue whether or not it was successful, and I think it's probably a mixed bag. But I mean, by and large, I think th- th- there's a, there's a real effort here to try and both, you know, kind of develop new storylines, but also expand on existing ones, and and that kind of you know brings to brings me to sort of my 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 main issue with the film, and, and it's you know, I mean, I, enough people have 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 shit on Evil Dies Tonight. I'm not going to continue with that narrative because I think it speaks for itself. I mean, I. I have to say, I watched it actually just last week, and it, it is a little much. It's not as overdone as uh, uh, the people on Twitter, what have you believe, or or, or the uh, uh, the uh, the Greek chorus, if you will. It, it's it's not uh, this sort of like every five seconds, everyone's screaming, "Evil dies tonight." But but you know, it, it is one of those, one of those lines where one time is good, two is 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 pushing it, but three, eh, no. Got got to stop it, uh, and but you know not gonna not gonna you know continue the uh, the 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 discussion on that one. I think it it does speak for itself or doesn't speak for itself depending on how you look at it. But um, no, what I really wanted to 
touch on. And this is kind of my what what my main issue is with Halloween Kills because I think you know by and large in terms of of, of the flashback, in terms of the the suspense, in terms of kind of you know the way that the movie doesn't let up its full throttle from beginning to end. I think it's it, it's a ten, you know, in that sense. It really it checks all the boxes. It, it really it, it's it's not a slow burner. It's not a character piece. It really is kind of an action horror film, and, and and that's something that's fun. That's something that's different, and in many ways hasn't been seen in this iteration in the franchise for for quite some time. I mean, you know, the body count, uh, you know, aside. I mean, it really is a a full throttle film. Uh, whereas Halloween 2018 was more of a character study, the zombie films are what the zombie films are, and so you really, you know, to find a movie that just sort of hits the you know, the, the gas like this one does. I mean, Halloween two is is probably the one that comes the closest to mind, just because it's again like this film. It takes place the same night. You do have the hospital setting, so I mean, you know, there is that sense of poetry of things kind of rhyming with each new uh, line, but, uh, you know, I, it, in terms of kind of just the, the way it was paced and the way it was set up, Halloween 2, I think, came the closest to mine, just in, in terms of, like, nonstop, it keeps going, it keeps going, and then finally, you know, it reaches its its crescendo. Halloween 2, obviously, with its explosive finale, Halloween kills with its, with its shocking kill <laughs> at the very end, but, um, you know... Putting all of that uh, aside, I mean, you know, music. I think even I think the music in this film tops 2018, and I loved Carpenter's score for for that film. Like again, everything here. This movie is made with 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 love. It is made by fans. It is made for fans. And again, I think I I really do think this is a a, a film in this in the franchise. I'm not talking about general audiences because I mean I think. By and large, the Halloween films have have always had kind of uh, uh, divisive reactions from the general audiences. But in terms of the fans, I mean, that's you know we're the ones who who love and embrace these films uh, wholehearted. Uh, but I, I do think down the line, the 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 criticisms of of Halloween Kills will uh, will lessen, and I think people will look back on it as as, as a pretty damn good film in this in this franchise. And, and certainly, I think when it's seen in the context of Halloween. Ends. And I and, and that's like I indicated, I think one of the challenges the film had going for it is because it is part of a trilogy and, and it's one of those things where it, it doesn't have a, a beginning and it doesn't have an end. It's it's a middle chapter. So we'll see, of course, on Friday if, you know, everything comes full circle. But, um, you know, all of that aside, I, 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 I do love this film and I, I could... You know, I, I could really go back and forth on, on where it falls in terms of uh, my second favorite sequel. It's kind of between it's between uh, this and Halloween two. Uh, I think I'll have to look at it in in, in totality uh, once once Halloween ends uh, comes out. But all right, I feel like I'm, I've stalled enough um, to get to my to my my criticisms. And to me, it's more. I, I think the trap that a lot of films like this have, have, have fallen victim to in, in recent years. And, and and that is, I'm talking about legacy sequels where you bring back characters X, Y, and Z to try and, and just hit, hit the, hit the nostalgia uh, buttons. 
And, you know, while I, I, I think it was great to have, to have you know, Sheriff Brackett back this time as a, as a security guard at the hospital, of course, uh, the character of Tommy Doyle is back, Lindsay Wallace, and um, um, you know, Lana Elam's character. I mean, again, um, Nurse uh, Marion Chambers, all these people, you know, are back. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful because, again, it you know, does feel like, the, you know, the Halloween family is all together again. But, but my, my issue is there, there really is no payoff. Like, there's, no, there's really no reason for these characters to be there other than for nostalgia purposes. I mean, Tommy Doyle is probably the most uh, well, I guess, de- you know, developed of, of the legacy characters because he's the one really rallying the troops and kind of starting the mob mentality in the film. I mean, I, I think I might have preferred to have seen Paul Rudd return uh, just given his connection with the series, being the original Tommy Doyle. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's fine. I mean, Anthony Michael Hall does a... Does a does an admirable job playing the character. And again, the way it is written, I think, you know, it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, everybody else, I mean, from, from Lindsay Wallace to, to Nurse Marion to, to Brackett, uh, and even in, in a way to, to, to Lonnie, it, they're more just there. I don't want to say they're there, you know, just for, you know, for, you know cannon fodder, but, but it's almost like, all right, we have our little hit of nostalgia and then, they just they die, or in the case of Lindsay, they get chased by Michael. You know, you know really a brilliant chase stock scene um, in the film. But then she goes to the hospital, and we don't see her again. And, and so it, it leaves a lot of uh, kind of you know mixed feelings, uh, if you will, because I think you know we all wanted to see these characters come back, especially you know ones with with the, with the direct connection to seventy eight. But but there is no no real payoff. I think the, this is where the challenge with the film uh, really lies, is that there is no central character that we're following. Uh, I mean, again, it, as I've said, it's Michael's movie, but, but Michael doesn't speak. Michael doesn't, doesn't, doesn't talk. We don't get an insight into his head. He's you know, driving the narrative forward as the antagonist. And again, it's really his film, but you know, sort of like how the Joker is you know, in The Dark Knight. You know, he drives the narrative forward, but you have all, you know, the other characters sort of around said situation. The problem with this, with, with this film, the challenge I think is there is no central character. And and what you end up getting is too many characters and and not enough development. You know, people just pop up, say, say an iconic line and then they go away. I think what would have been better here is to have developed maybe one or two of the main legacy characters and and kind of led the story that way. I mean, I, I think, you know, having Laurie sidelined at the hospital was perfect because as I've said, Laurie kind of, you know, is filling the Loomis role in these films. She's the one who understands Michael. She's the one who's borderline obsessed with him. And so, you know, having her kind of, you know, the one in a way spouting off speeches about evil, I I thought was a, a nice touch. And again, sort of, you know, played into the Halloween two uh, vibes with her being at the hospital, but but this time, you know, she really is sidelined. I thought that was again bold choice, and it it did pay off because it it kept Laurie out of the action because I mean, ultimately, 
that's being set up for for Halloween ends. But it, it allowed, you know, in this case, Karen and Allison to to sort of you know rise up and and and, and kind of pick up the knife, if you will, from Lori and go after uh, go after Michael. But the problem is we don't get enough time with with Karen. Uh, I mean, a little bit more with Karen than Allison, but we don't get enough time for these characters to really develop. And, and again, I think part of that is the brisk nature of the story. I think what would have been better, instead of having Marion show up, Brackett, you know, even Lonnie to an extent, even though he was hinted at in the original in the 2018 film, I think it might have been better to have had like okay, here's how this is you know me you know Phil talking here about you know what I would have done for Halloween Kills. So you know take it with a grain of salt. I think what I would have done was had the character uh, characters of Lindsay and Lonnie be together. You know, so you kind of you have them you know sort of you know a connected, uh, but then b with with what's happening with with Cameron and then maybe with Lindsay you know being attacked. It kind of you know sets up their you know, trajectory. And so, you know, maybe Tommy in, in this instance either, you know, works at the hospital or maybe Tommy's a security guard. Again, kind of builds the narrative uh, around the, you know, the situation instead of kind of like, you know, situation driving the, uh, the, the narrative. Because, I mean, while it was a great, you know, little setup to have all these characters hanging out at, at, at the bar there's really no context for it. I mean, again, casual fans, a general audience, it's going to have no idea who Lindsay, Tommy, like, it, you know, unless you follow this stuff like, you know, I do or, or a passionate fan of the franchise, you have no idea who these characters are. And so to me, you know, even though I get why they did it because we wanted to get everybody introduced and set up, I think it might have been more beneficial for, again, let the, let the story play out. Okay, so we're going to the hospital. That's where Lori and, and her family are being taken. Take take the story from there. Maybe Tommy's a doctor. Maybe Tommy's working in admissions. You know, again, put them all in that situation and then the drama rises out of that as all these characters eventually interact. Again, you know, hypothetically you're saying, you know, if Lindsay and, and Lonnie are together or, you know, maybe her and Tommy, whatever. But like, Everybody's sort of converging on the hospital. Everyone's already there. You know what I mean? But those are just, you know, spitballing off the top of my head. Um, you know, what, you know, how, you know, how I would have maybe, you know, changed the narrative instead of just like the way it was done. But I mean, again, who, who am I, you know, who am I to say? But I mean, I think that is where a lot of the challenges are because, you know, I've heard, I heard it put this way and, and, and shout out to, uh, to, to, uh, Jimmy Champagne, who uh, does a great YouTube uh, uh, set of videos on on Halloween, and he's just passionate, passionate Halloween super fan, and he really, you know, he knows his stuff. But he he called it, and I I'm, I'm going to you know borrow it from him right now. He called it Halloween kills the ride, and, and that is I think a perfect explanation of kind of how the interactions felt with the legacy characters. It felt like we were going on a ride, a roller coaster, if you will, or, or going through a haunted house, like, oh, boom, Brackett shows up, boom, uh, Lindsay, uh, Marion. Like, it just felt like we were getting more vignettes instead of actual story and, and development. And, you know, I think that ultimately was what, 
you know, I think a lot of people had issues with, uh, you know, in addition to the evil dies tonight, which is, I said earlier, I don't think is that, that bad. I mean, it's, it, it's, it, it gets annoying, but it is not, you know, this sort of horrible thing. Um, but you know, those sort of issues, I think the, the, the minor subplot, which involved one of the other patients from Smith's Grove who was involved in the crash, who the people at the hospital mistake for Michael Myers. I mean, putting aside to sort of the, you know, suspension of disbelief, like there's no way even someone at a hospital who had no idea who, you know, what Michael, what Michael Myers looked like, who he was, there's no way that they, that anyone could think for a moment that this guy, this, you know, portly man uh, named Mr. Tivoli was Michael Myers. Like, you just like, again, I understand like the whole mob mentality and they were trying to, to, to make that point. And I, and I, I like that. I think that that does work. Whereas, you know, the subplot in the first film with Sartain and the idea of, of evil and obsession and what motivates people. Perfect. It works in this iteration. Like I think it just sort of, it loses a little bit of focus. It does take away from the overall narrative because, you know, it's like, I don't know, 10, 15 minute sequence where, uh, all the people in the hospital led by Tommy Doyle, Doyle are chasing after this innocent, uh, man and and he ultimately again spoiler alert but you know ultimately takes his life and it kind of I think you know feeds into this you know it's meant to feed into this narrative of of what happens when you get inside a mob and people feed on emotions the problem is after that sequence it's sort of like all right everybody moves on I think if it it would have had more impact and and resonance if if people if there had been more contemplation of of the characters thinking, Oh my God, look at what we've done because like it is all there. Brackett has a great line where he says, you know, Michael is turning us into monsters because of what they're doing. It would have been better to have had that carried out instead of, all right, let's just go find Michael Myers and beat the shit out of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think just like it sort of, it steps on its own narrative. Um, like it's one of those things where you have to sort of follow it through where, you know, the characters change, the characters develop, or you just don't include it uh, at all. And and I almost think I, I probably wouldn't have included it because I think there's enough of the mob mentality and the fear that motivates people and kind of the lack of control throughout the film. Because you do see the, you know, the townspeople really taking shape. And I think, <laughs> taking shape, um, you know, they, they're taking charge and they're really going... Uh, you know, to find this guy. So th- there is that element, you know, certainly was there in Halloween 4. This time it's on a whole whole bigger canvas and it's much more uh, dramatic and intense. In many ways, you know, the, that box is really checked so you don't need the situation uh, with the inmate. And I, you know, in many ways I probably would have, you know, kept that, probably would have just taken that whole situation out entirely and, and, and you know, maybe, you know, refocused it where, somebody thinks they see all Michael Myers and then it's like, you know, that whole situation, like, you know, was he there? Is he there? Like, you know, and then people feeding on emotion, kind of like a game of telephone or, or, or operator. Um, but I mean, like those are, those are minor, minor critiques. And I, I don't think it's enough to, to derail the film, even, even the sort of the, the quick, uh, you know, appearance and, 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 and disappearance of, of the legacy characters. I, I think by and large, 
the movie does what it set out to set it out to do, and it's right there in the title, Halloween Kills. This this is a brutal slasher film, and as I said, it doesn't let up. I mean, the only spot where it probably it stalls a little bit, but not enough to derail, is the whole mob sequence at the hospital where they're going after the wrong guy. That that's the only time where it's a little, uh, you know, maybe this you know we're 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 slowing down a little bit but i mean again it's not enough to not enough to 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 lose focus and again when i watched it the other night i i i had a ball with it i really did it was it, it it's one of those films where every time i go back to it i seem to enjoy it more and more uh, each time so i i i stand by what i say i think people who who have been kind of down on it or or didn't care for it as much i i do think that it will grow in esteem uh, in the years ahead because i think again when people look back in the context and and certainly in in the totality uh with the sequel i think uh, people will will judge it differently a, a small aside i mean and and this is where again i have to really praise the marketing for for halloween ends Way too much was shown in the trailers and TV spots and promotional material for Halloween Kills. And so I think that also sort of fed into uh, a lot of folks' uh, dissatisfaction with it because many of the, of the, of the kills and, and sort of shocking scenes were right there in the trailer. Uh, and, and I get it. You know, the movie was already in the can. It was, it was ready to go. It was delayed. I, I get that. You know, this is a situation where COVID screwed everything up. Uh, but I mean, I think you know, just it was an it was an overkill, if you will, uh, of marketing. So you know, people kind of knew what they were getting and what to expect uh, before before the movie even happened. And, and again, like I said earlier, I think being the second part of an announced trilogy did did put the film at a disadvantage because I think a lot of people figured, okay, well, this is not the end. You know, it's going to be one more, and then you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think again, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But I think it would have been better to have just announced one at a time, and then, or, or, or you know, maybe even if shot ends back to back, you know, secretly, if you will. Not that you probably could do that with a Halloween film, but um, you know, I think it, it, that probably created a disservice to it that it was already announced as the second part of a three part story. Uh, but I mean, you know, again, those are those are minor things and. After watching it the other night, I I really would would struggle to change much with it because I think overall it does what it says to it sets out to do. It's brutal, it's unrelenting, and again, it's a love letter to the eighties. It, it, it's got all the ingredients: brutal kills, ominous music, heavy atmosphere, and, and a killer twist uh, at, at the end because. Uh, certainly the, the stakes are now raised for, for Halloween ends and, and again, a spoiler alert for you, those of you who haven't seen it, but the, the ending kill with, with Karen being, being, uh, being attacked and, and, and killed by Michael Myers was one of those situations where, you know, looking back on it, you know, you, you figured some, one of the main three was going to, 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 to be killed off just the way the narrative, you know, is set up. But I remember watching it and, and thinking, okay, you know, I've gone through here. Lori's in the hospital. 
Allison to survive. Karen is a badass. Like I mean, I I really thought at this point, it's okay. How what, what's going to happen? You know, may, you know, maybe they're all going to you know you know get out. That'll be the that'll be the real twist. Um, and it'll be you know the three strode women uh, taking down Michael Myers one more one more time. But uh, no, the uh, the ending is you know Michael appears uh, behind Karen when she goes back into his house and he and he kills her. And uh, yeah, damn it! It is it is it is it is shocking. It is it is gut wrenching, and it it elevates the stakes for Halloween ends. And, and you know, just one more thing on the ending. I remember when it when it when the film ended last year, I was like, oh wow, it was like because it was just shocking. It was so unexpected, and then it just ends with this final shot of Michael Myers. Well, of course, there was a, another ending, and I was I was. You know, static when uh, they they put it out on on the uh, the home video release and it included the extended cut and I have to say the extended cut ending you know, while you know has been ch- you know while it's been changed because of the way COVID impacted the storyline and how Halloween ends is now a four year time jump um, the original ending which is included in the extended cut everything goes the same Michael kills Karen. Michael looks out the window, then it cuts back to the hospital, and and, and it's one of those things. I, I I get why they cut it out because of the change with the storyline that it was not going to take place the same night. But I still like the ending a little bit more, and it's Laurie on the phone in the hospital room trying to call Karen, and one of the last scenes we see of Karen's body is the phone ringing, and then Laurie. You know, getting nervous, getting worried, and then somebody picks up Karen's phone, and of course we know who it is because it's heavy breathing, and I mean, we, it's just like a cascade of emotions on Lori's face from from despair to rage to to shock to to fury, and she ends it by saying, "I'm coming for you, Michael," and much like how the first film ended with a a freeze frame of the of Allison holding the knife. This one, uh, the extended cut, ended with a freeze frame of Laurie holding a knife. And, and again, I, I, I get why they took it out. And, and certainly when everything is seen together with Halloween ends, I'm sure it will all make more sense. But I, I have to say, I, I really did like this ending. And I, I think I preferred it. I prefer it more to, to the original theatrical cut because it's just, it, it's just such a, it's, it's a, it would have been, I think, a better way to, to end it on a on a true cliffhanger because you get that sense of, all right, Laurie's now taking back control and she's taking charge and moving the story forward into the next film. But um, look, you know, all in all, I I have had just a blast with these with these new films. I I think they are the best that Halloween uh, the the franchise has put out in a long time. The quality is there. The care is there. The, these are well-made films by fans of the series. And you can see that, as I said, from the flashback sequence in this film to the lighting, to the to the way the mask is, is constructed, all the, the ingredients are there for a perfect horror film. And uh, again, as a fan of the franchise, uh, it, it has been a, it's been a wonderful time to be a, a fan of Halloween. I mean, I, Michael Myers has never looked scarier. Laurie Strode has never looked better. Like it, it really feels like the, you know this is it. This is the proper send off, an an end, if you will, 
to this to this series to this storyline. Again, I'm sure there will be other Halloween movies and and spinoffs and and some other variation, but in terms of the original story, this is it. This 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 film that comes out Friday, that is that that is it. That ends the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Stroh that began in 1978. And and just to and put it all into context. I mean, forty-four years. I mean, this 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 series has been going on for forty-four years. I mean, there have been there have been pitfalls. There's no denying that. But I mean, by and large, the series has endured for forty-four years because, as I have said for the last number of episodes now, it's the simplicity of it. It's you know it, what these films especially have done is really gone back to the basics of what made Michael Myers terrifying in 1978 and what made him a cultural icon. And that, you know, it's not about family issues. It's not some, uh, uh, you know, kid with mom, you know, mommy issues. It's not about uh, you know, broken homes. It's not about druid cults. You know, it's not about psychic connections. It is about evil our inability to control it and 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 fear and, and that's what made the original film work it's why it became an instant classic it's why the series has survived and 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 you can say what you will about these about these films i know there you know there's fans on both sides of it but i think by and large when you look at it in sort of the context of the original film David Gordon Green and company have, have have really delivered. As far as I'm concerned, they're two for two uh, with these films. Let's see if they can bring it home and and, and stick the landing with with Halloween ends. I think they will, uh, just based on everything that I have seen. I have no knowledge, but just you know, call it a feeling. Call it a feeling, uh, because as I said, they're fans of this series. They're fans of the of these characters, and I mean, this is it. This will be it for. A period of time. I don't know how long, and that's why I always tell people enjoy the ride because we don't know when there will be another Halloween film. We don't know. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, someday. But I'm really appreciating what we have right now. I have loved this ride, and I can't wait to see how it ends. <laughs> Literally, I, 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 I have so many thoughts and theories of how it could go or, or what twist it could take, and. You know, ultimately, I'm just I'm ready to sit back, have my popcorn, and, and just take the trip back to Haddonfield one more time. And 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 on that on that note, I, I really want to just take this final moment. I know I've gone a little bit over uh, today, but uh, this is this is the last review before Halloween ends. So I kind of get everything off off my uh, off my chest uh, right now. Why do I love these films? Because it's like, why do we enjoy going into a haunted house or a fun house or going on a roller coaster ride? It's it's fun to be scared in a controlled setting. These movies are that kind of a cathartic release. And as I have said from the beginning, going off of that original film, w- w- say what you will about you know your Freddies and your Jason. None of them hold the candle, as far as I'm concerned. To Michael Myers and what makes him work compared to the others, I think, is the simplicity. It's this blank face, this blank mask. We, the audience, can project our own fears 
and and terrors onto that shape and then when you surround said shape with characters who are who are believable who are identifiable and 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 likable you're invested in the story again you've got look at the original you look at even the newer films they're well crafted characters we're invested in their story and certainly when it comes to Laurie Strode there is no better final girl there is no better scream queen than Laurie Strode and I have to just say as a fan of this series and and certainly as a fan of of her of her work in it and 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 in in terms of her filmography in general Jamie Lee Curtis nothing but love and admiration for her. I, I, I don't expect her to uh, to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You are the best. You are you are you are what has made these movies so special. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for for being Laurie Strode, for giving us someone to root for, to show us someone that never backs down, that someone that always fights and and never quits, and will always be. <laughs> the the ultimate final girl. I mean, they, there's nobody else. I mean, Laurie Strode is is the one, and I think it 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 does speak to this particular franchise. This these characters are not found, as far as I'm concerned, in any other horror film. You have you know you know bits and pieces in in Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, but the the Halloween canon is different. I mean, you've got the connection with Laurie. You've got Obviously, Dr. Loomis. I mean, th- there's just something special about these films. And I think that is why they have endured for all these years. That's why there's so much love and reverence for these characters. Because I think it was it was made with with real heart and sincerity. And that's not to, to say any other horror film has not been made with pa- with, without passion. I'm not saying that. But... When you look at kind of what Halloween did and what it started, it really, everybody came, you know, Michael opened the door so Freddie and Jason could walk through. And, and like, without Halloween, you don't get Nightmare on Elm Street. You don't get Friday the 13th. You don't get Scream. I mean, like, you don't get sort of modern day horror without without Halloween, without Michael Myers. I mean, again, the concept of the final girl, it really goes back to Laurie Strode. Everything you know, you're not saying you know there wasn't other things beforehand, but Halloween was the one that kind of put it all together, and that's why it works. That's why it works. You know, somebody somebody has to lay the foundation, and you know, it was it was Michael Myers, it was Laurie Strode, it was Dr. Loomis, it was John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, and, and you know what? Everybody else, you know, is just uh, is just trying to catch up because as far as I'm concerned. You know, Halloween. Halloween has set the bar so high in '78. No, no other franchise, no other horror icon has been able has been able to clear it. That's why it is endured. That's why I love it, and uh, it's why I've been spending the last number of weeks doing these reviews and talking uh, my heart out about the Halloween franchise and Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, Doctor Loomis because I love them and I and I love the story behind the films. I mean, in many ways, the, the, the drama and the production of a Halloween film is as exciting as a Halloween film itself. And again, it, there's just something special about this, about this series, about this franchise. You hear that music instantly, you know, 
what it means. I don't care if you're a fan or not. You hear that music, automatically you know something is about to go down or something is about to be, you know, to appear from around the corner. But um, all right, I think I've, I think I've talked, uh, I've talked your ear off enough for today. I think this is a good point to uh, to end it and uh, get ready for the end because the end is coming. Halloween ends just a few more days away when this episode uh, drops it will be October 14th so Halloween ends will be will be out there it will be on Peacock it'll be at the theaters and I will be seated Friday night I'll be seated there right there get a seven o'clock showing and uh, I'm ready for it I, I am ready for it and I will be uh, I'll be I'll be sure to uh, return for the for next week's show with all of my thoughts and theories on Halloween ends and a, a kind of a wrap up, if you will, uh, on on this on this long going and and seemingly unstoppable, like its like its title character franchise and, and movie series that that has continued since 1978, and even with Halloween ends, I I I don't think we we will see the last of of Michael Myers, but uh, uh, this this certainly will be it for for this particular storyline and. Uh, uh, you know, certainly Jamie Lee Curtis with her final turn as as Laurie Strode. So, uh, thoughts and reactions to Halloween ends will be coming on next week's show. In the meantime, you know, if you have, have uh, haven't caught all of them, you can feel free to see, uh, listen to all of my reviews on the series. I've touched on every film from the original classic to Rob Zombie's remakes to. The films of the 80s and the uh, early 2000s, all of them leading up to the release of Halloween Ends, which by the time this episode airs, by the time I return next week, Halloween Ends will be out. I will have seen it at least at least twice, and uh, I can't wait to share with you my thoughts on it. Uh, you, know, you know, good, bad, or draw, I will, uh, I'll, be sh- I'll be talking about it, but... Uh, you know, certainly, uh, I say to my Halloween uh, friends and fans out there, just just enjoy this ride, savor it, because uh, we don't know when there will be another Halloween film. Uh, certainly, I don't think it'll be for for quite some time. So uh, let's uh, let's send uh, Laurie and Michael out with a bang. Uh, with a bang, one more uh, one more trip to Haddonfield uh, for old times' sake. So uh, with that, I will uh, I'll put out this pumpkin and. Uh, Till then, my friends, thank you all, uh, as always, for tuning in and hearing what I have to say about the Halloween series. I will be back next week. Until then, take care, be well, stay safe, go see some movies, make sure you check out Halloween Ends, and uh, watch out for the boogeyman. Take care, guys.